Today, we're going to pay another visit to the Freed Hearts podcast inbox. We answer questions from our listeners like, how can someone be transgender when God doesn't make mistakes? Why do you say the LGBTQ issue is a deal breaker in church? If I deconstruct my faith, can I still keep some things I believe in? And can I love and follow Jesus and not be a Christian? And love this one. Why do you have to be so irreverent? Wait, what? Are we? Well, well, yeah, maybe a little, but you know, not really. <laughs> Let's talk about all of this. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We are so glad to be with you today. We pay a visit, another visit to the Freed Hearts Podcast inbox. <laughs> yes, we know we can sense your excitement out there. Oh my gosh, we can sense your excitement out there. Before we get going, <laughs> just are you still eating your chocolate? Nope, I set it aside. <laughs> you had some of your chocolates. You're straight from Australia chocolate. Yes, my favorite. Oh my gosh, it's what's called old. It's old gold, Cadbury old gold rum raisin. You brought some back when you went to Australia. This is right. way too much information, listeners. Just, just, just stay right. with us. And I looked on on Amazon for it, and it's like twenty five dollars a bar. Yeah, on Amazon because it's imported. But anyway, right. so. So for those of you in Australia listening, uh, email us and we'll give you our shipping address. Um, <laughs> anyway, hi. Don't forget to connect with us and all that we have to offer at freedhearts.org. Freedhearts.org. And subscribe, share, and if you like what we do, feel free to support the podcast. We don't have advertisers, kind of by design. And, but if you like us, uh, if you like what we do, there's a donate uh, link there on the website and that helps make all we do possible. So thank you so much. So again, this is Robert Cottrell, and I'm here as always with... Susan Cottrell. Hi. Hi. Okay, so we are going to the Freed Hearts Inbox. So this is, these are topics and questions which you, our listeners, have contacted us, about which you, our listeners, have contacted us and asked us to address. And remember, if you do have questions or, or things you'd like to talk about on the podcast, please just email us at podcast at freedhearts.org. Listening to these, I realize I say .org, and it sounds like it's .or, but I think, I assume people know there's no .or. Right. Unless that's Oregon. Is that Oregon? No, it's .org. They okay. know. So I'm going to overpronounce <laughs> that from now on. Freedhearts.org. Okay. Oh, man. You woke up, with, ate, ate your Wheaties today, didn't you? <laughs> I need some chocolate. Okay, so anyway, here we go. So this first one, this is the question. This is the issue. God doesn't create mistakes. I hear this and I believe it, and that's why I have a problem with my transgender child. We do hear that a lot, that, well, God doesn't create mistakes. God doesn't create mistakes. And this is really about the binary of male-female. And we are going to dedicate an entire episode to this in just a, just a few weeks from now. But let's talk about it a bit here, yeah? Yeah, and let's talk about the idea that God doesn't make mistakes or create mistakes, which is, okay, am I jumping ahead of us? No, where are um, you? You're good. Yeah, what I wanted to say is that who's calling it a mistake? Well, yeah, exactly. Intersex people are not mistakes. They're created that way. So, right. And just, yeah. transgender is just one step different from intersex. And 
they're not the ones saying their mistakes, except as it's been internalized by society. Yeah. But it's, you know what I mean? That's an interpretation to say it's a mistake. Right. I mean, the the binary thing, which we'll talk more about, and you've we've mentioned this before, but Scripture does say that God created day and night, but... But there's dawn, there's dusk, there's, you know, right. twilight, there's sunrise, sunset. It's not a binary. Right. And in the ancient culture, that day and night was a, a method of expressing everything in between. Like we say, the alpha and the omega, the A to A to Z. We don't have to say A, B, C, D, F, G all the way through the alphabet. We say A to Z means all of it. Mm. And it's the same. Like land to this, like from land day to the night. From Yeah, day to night. So all the places in between. And land and sea. They didn't have to name all the places beaches in between, like and, beaches and right. marshes and, you know, quicksand. And where does the beach end and the water begin? Where does, you know. And the same thing is true. And I know it goes against the boxes we have to check on forms and all kinds of things in our culture and our teaching because it was easier to understand and control yeah. and categorize that way. Yeah. But the same thing is true for this binary thinking of male and female. Right. And the big, again, we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. The big thing here is the change in, in mindset. When someone says, well, God doesn't create mistakes, and that's why I have a problem with my transgender child. The big change here is to not view someone whose internal doesn't match their external as a mistake. Yes. And I know moms and dads out there, if you're listening and you're struggling with this, I know it triggers things like our dreams and our view of our child. But that's our issue. Yeah. That's not their issue, and it's not God's issue. Yeah. And to shove something that we don't understand into a mistake category is just willful um, <laughs> marginalization. Yeah. It's willfully hurting somebody. There's a, an expression called the God of the gaps, and that means that anything you don't understand, mm. you just posit God there. You say, well, well, then that's God. We don't understand it. And the trouble with that is the more science discovers, the more it feels like God receded because you had put God in that place. But it, that's not where God belongs is in the things we, in the gaps we don't understand. That's God has, it's a whole different relationship available with God mm. than just, oh, I don't, I don't know, so God but it occurred to me just now, sitting here, that there's also the mistakes of the gaps. Okay, I understand male and female. I don't understand transgender, so that's a mistake. Anything we don't understand becomes a mistake. Mm. And God doesn't make mistakes, so we just can't have it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, right. And, yeah, and so to just put God into whatever position, to label something as a mistake— that we don't understand and it must be bad and wrong is convenient for the, the one doing it, but it's awful for the person it's being done to. And it would be totally unacceptable for people, although many do it out there, but to say, you know what, I think you're a mistake. But to say, well, God doesn't make mistakes, that somehow makes it a better statement. Yes. But, but God, but you're God's right. God's not but the one right. calling it a you mistake. You are. You know what? God doesn't make mistakes. Right. There you go. Exactly. So, and we never want to make a lot of these questions. And, we, and we, we certainly understand the heart behind these questions and what people are going through. And 
And if we sound ever sound angry and stuff like that, it's 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 really our our anger at the system, not not the people asking the questions. And so, yeah, okay. and I feel like we kind of we kind of went at that from all directions. But yeah, and we'll talk more about the whole together whole episode on binary and transgender yes. stuff coming up here. Yes. So. Number two that I want to talk about or want to address is something similar, and it's how often parents will ask us about something and then say, well, I don't agree with my child's choices, but I love her. I know. Does your skin crawl? Well, and they sneak that word in there, and it's not love. They're sneaking in there. (laughs) Yeah. It's the word choices. Yeah. And it happens all the time in some Mm -hmm. of our Facebook groups that are geared more towards the parents who are new on the journey. That we have. By the way, we have a whole bunch of different Facebook groups out there for parents, for moms, for dads, uh, for both moms and dads, um, for LGBTQ. So again, reach out to us. Hello at freedhearts.org. <laughs> I think you sure. can just say it. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, it's, and that's a, I don't know if it's a microaggression or a. It is a microaggression. Because it's not to a say, choice. You know, it's a choice because it's not a choice. And of course, the answer is, Mom, when did you make a choice to be straight? Well, right. I didn't make a choice. Right. Exactly. And if it were a choice, you could unmake it. But people can't unmake it. They've, God knows they've tried yeah. for 37 years of Exodus. Who would pick? Yes, that's right. To be straight, and they can't do it. It does not work. Yeah. Exodus International, not Exodus the Bible. Yeah, Both. and it doesn't work. And so you, to say it's a choice, to continue to say it's a choice is a microaggression. Yeah. Or an outright aggression. I just wanted to point that out because we, if you're listening and you use that word, that, that may be a word you want to just put aside and watch for it in your talking with your child or, or others about this issue, that it's not a choice. Yeah. If it were yeah. a choice, anyway. Yeah, who would choose it? Who would choose who would it? Choose, who would choose Especially to be coming from a Christian background, or being yeah. raised that way, who would choose this knowing what you've heard in your church and from your parents? Yeah. And there's a great book on this by Justin Lee called uh, Torn. And it talks about, you know, trying and trying and trying and trying to pray the gay away and that how it was not a choice anyway. So Yeah, that's a good, that yeah. was what, that was what turned me when I first began this to understanding it gave me understanding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So number three is a fun one. (laughs) And people have asked, and someone asked, why do you say that the LGBTQ issue is a deal breaker in a church? Yeah, it's a really good question. Well, it, it seems like it should be kind of a side issue, but it's interesting because LGBT people are not the ones who've made it front and center issue. So if it's a deal breaker, the church made it that way. The culture made it that way, not this community. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. It's often a deal breaker in whether or not you can even attend or whether or not you can serve or in either leadership or in in ministry or whether or not you can get married in that church. So, So it's a deal breaker for a church in many ways. But for us... Someone said, why is it for you that this issue is a deal breaker? So important in the church. Yeah. It's a deal breaker for us because it's a really perfect litmus test as to where the church is if they're focused on rules or they're focused on relationship. Yeah, that's right. If they're focused on law or they're focused on love. And you can't be both at the same time. You can't focus on the relationships and also the rules it doesn't work that way. That's the I love you but thing. There's yes. that conditional. Yeah, one is going to predominate. Either you're going to say, 
you know, okay, you're gay and I don't understand that, but I love you. Or I love you, but you're gay, so you can't. Whichever one you say second is the important one. A church's stance on this issue reveals their heart. Yeah. And that if they are a non-affirming church, I'm I'm just going to say this, if they're a non-affirming church, they don't understand the core message of the gospel. That's of, absolutely true. Yes. And this issue, by the way, this this issue is often the spark that leads to deconstruction for a lot of people. Yes. And that, honestly, is a huge threat to the non-affirming behavior-focused box Christian church. It threatens their control. It reveals their message and their motives. Yeah. And the issues surrounding LGBTQ in the church are often parallel to issues with other marginalized and oppressed groups. Basically, if the church can justify this for LGBTQ people, then it's, it's a very, very short leap, short step, short wiggle to do the same exact thing for any group of people. It, it just reveals, the reason it's a deal breaker for us is it reveals the heart of a church and that they just don't get the core message of unconditional love and inclusion. And that'll show up a lot of ways within the church and in their work and in their view towards a lot of groups. And so it's and, a deal breaker for us. And parents, I want to just kind of plead with your heart for a second, because when this comes up in your family, your immediate thought is, oh my gosh, if I could be wrong about this, I could be, what else could I be wrong about? And well, we might talk about that more yeah, in a do. second. We do. But, yeah. but let me just let's say, say... Let's talk about it now. That's a question we get. Okay. I'm, I'm afraid that if I'm, a, if I'm wrong about this, I may be wrong about many other things. Yeah. And, and that can scare you to no end, especially when you're in a faith that is all about finding the right answers. When you've got all the answers put together, you've got your whole shelf full of the right answers plugged into the right places. And now this could be wrong. It's like taking out the bottom Jenga piece and wondering what else is going to happen. But isn't that a good thing? Isn't that why we go to the wilderness? Isn't that the dark night of the soul? Isn't that why people have to confront their deepest fears? It takes a lot of courage to see this, to take this question, like, what do I do now about my child and face it? openly and honestly with courage and prayerfully and listening for a new paradigm and not, as my close relative said when I asked her, is it possible that God would have something to show you about this that you don't yet understand? Is that possible? She said, no. Now, I hope you resonate that that's the worst thing you can do. It's like that's the most arrogant thing you can do to say to God's face, no, you have nothing to show me on this. So it takes a lot of courage, but that's where it all lives and breathes. And I know it's scary to say, well, my gosh, if I'm wrong. I mean, that's what we found. That's what, and I've shared my own journey here that, you know, I I said, well, when I discovered that I was wrong, I had been taught wrong, I'd understood wrong, those six clobber passages, then my first thought was, well, my gosh, what else am I wrong about? And then that was, and I know that can be scary because it feels like a threat to our safety, but honestly... It's a threat to our bondage. And that's, <laughs> that's so great. And that's really a good thing. Yeah, because we think having all the answers in place and knowing everything is safety, but it's bondage. And what a beautiful discovery to find out that we've been wrong about something because now we know the truth and now yeah. we're free 
from a long belief, a wrong belief that was yeah. stealing our joy. It's the truth that sets you free, isn't yeah. it? Amen. <laughs> I need my audience again. Where are you, audience, when I need you? <laughs> That's my interpretation. It's a little like a Halloween movie you're watching. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> so next we're going to talk about, someone said, can you talk more about the unique issues of people coming out much later in life? And that's, it's, oh, gosh. I just, my heart just melts yeah. when I hear that because I know that this can be really difficult because oftentimes it's layered now when it's later in life, there's a straight marriage or involved or maybe children, yeah. you have children and it might impact your career in a much deeper way or your leadership in church or at the, in the PTA or whatever it is. But, you know, the pain we see in these people is deep. Yeah. And many of them have kind of feel now, well, well it's just my lot in life now and I'm never going to be able to live out my true self. And what a yeah. horrible, horrible feeling that is. Exactly. I mean, you were corralled into the wrong thing in the first place. It never should have been your life as a man to marry a woman and to do the best you can and hope the love would come. And there, in a certain measure of love came, probably, but not like it was intended for you yeah. with another man. But now you've got kids to deal with. And I, I had a letter from somebody saying, my kids hate me now. I raised them evangelical because that's what I was doing, trying to pretend that this marriage was satisfying to me and now my kids hate me and it's heartbreaking yeah if they weren't raised that way they wouldn't hate him right so it's a you can get yourself really in a bind and of course you have get yourself but find yourself and of course you have to consider those things in how you do this i would not say if you do this and that's a i know that's a bold statement but it will take some some working to figure out how how am i going to do this in order to care for the people who you love your and, and care about your spouse, maybe, and children and, and things yeah. like that. But, you know, I, I don't, you know, closet's never a good place. And I know we, we hear and we feel the pain of these people so often as they e- email us, and we don't want to leave anybody there. Also, I, I saw a movie once called Before You Know It. I think you can find it if you search out there, Before You Know It. It's excellent. And it's three older gay men who, um, who, and their lives as an older gay person. And one of them talks about that when they, that the dating scene out there is really mm. geared towards a much younger group. And yes. so it's hard. I know it's hard. But you know what? There are people out there. Here's, here's our answer to that is that be patient with yourself and your situation. Maybe seek some, some help and counsel on, on all these layered issues. But there are people out there to yeah. meet. There's a growing community as more and more people do come out. And we know many wonderfully happy older gay couples. Some met younger and some met older later on in life. And I want to acknowledge the depth of the challenge that you're in. I mean, you know, nursing homes. We don't want to take that lightly. Nursing homes, often (laughs) you have to go back in the closet or you can't be there. And the internalized homophobia, transphobia that you have endured all these years Mm. is kind of more visceral perhaps for you because you remember being, you remember the moral majority. You remember Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson who were the toxic oil spill. Anita Bryant. Anita Bryant of the seventies. You know, they, they poured, that was the fresh slick oil spill 
And, you know, a lot of it's been cleaned up now. A lot of it is still wreaking havoc. But you were there for that. You went through the AIDS crisis. So you know how the depth of pain that comes from all of this. Yeah. So it's, you're kind of trying to get through a lot of layers at once. Yeah, we're not. So our hearts go out to you. Yeah, we're not diminishing the challenge, yeah. No, it's just, you know, we love you and want you to do well as you're able to find your way out in the world in a way that fits. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Okay. Um, Well, this next one is fun. (laughs) It is fun. We need a fun one. (laughs) We posted um, a cartoon from our friend David Hayward, who is known online as the Naked Pastor. (laughs) Um, I say that without, with, (laughs) I don't know why. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm a man. (laughs) And the cartoon had Jesus talking to a group of men surrounding him. And he said, I don't care how religious you are, just don't be a dick. Exactly. That's the that Susan's response is the response that we, we I had and then we hope for. Well, we heard from someone who said, well, Jesus wouldn't use that word. Why do you have to be irreverent? Yeah, I mean Okay, I understand. I, I, I don't want to make light of the question, <laughs> but first of all, if that's the takeaway, if you see that and read that and that's your takeaway, I think we've identified a much deeper problem. Yes. But yes. that said, let's talk about this just a little bit, and that's that Jesus was irreverent, right? He was so irreverent. He was so irreverent. Because he used some words like, oh my gosh, bag of bones. Yeah, dead men's bones, whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones, dogs. Which if you you translate that in the original language, it means dick. So (laughs) so, same thing. Exactly, exactly. He didn't pull any punches. And Paul told the leaders to cut off their own, you know, to castrate themselves, he said, it's better that they castrate themselves. Like, okay, well, go ahead and say what you want to say because they did. Um, you know, and we've taken, we made Jesus meek and mild instead of strong and wild, <laughs> which is what he is in scripture. Yeah. So if um, we seem irreverent, we may be seeming irreverent to people who are inside the the uh, ultra-religious behavior-focused yeah. box, non-affirming church. And you know what? Yeah. That's okay. I'm just, I'm sorry about that. But don't miss the point. I guess that's the bottom line Don't miss the point. Because what you do when you get offended or afraid because of saying the word dick, what you're doing is you're really just trying to contain things so they're doable. Like, you don't want unanswered questions. You want to stay inside your box. And the box has one of the pieces of the box is don't cuss. And so if you don't do that, then you don't have to look at this larger picture about the issues that are being addressed that really aren't inside your box. They're not, you don't have notes on yeah. those in your box, but you have one on this. And my opinion is Jesus would have absolutely used that word. Yeah. And used many like it. Yeah, and he'd know. have been drinking beers, you know. Because he was talking to the religious leaders. He wasn't talking to his followers and saying this and this and this. He was addressing this oppression and marginalization of the least of these. Yes. And that's the one thing, the only thing he got angry about, and he got really angry. Yeah. So At the uh, religious leaders who were hurting the little people and using God's name to do it. And that's where our anger is, too. Yes. Okay. A more serious question. We got two more to go. Actually, three more to go. These next two are kind of connected. It's, Susan, if I deconstruct my faith, can I still keep some of the things I believe in? Absolutely. Like, if I get rid of my toys, can I keep my favorite toys? (laughs) Absolutely. Here's the thing to realize. 
this is a process. And I have noticed that when I have walked hand in hand, basically, with God through anything, it's always at my pace. It's challenging. God throws things in there where I have to say, really, this? But it's always at my pace. It's always at a pace that I can absorb. You were talking about somebody named Renita Weems, weren't you? Yes. Renita Weems is a black theologian, womanist theologian, writer, and wonderful. And in seminary, I, I read some stuff of hers, and she was talking about Howard Thurman, the great black male theologian and writer, who remembered his grandmother, who loved to have scripture read to her by her grandkids, but she said, anybody but Paul, don't read me Paul. And the reason was she had been abused by white slave owners preaching Paul. Wow. You know, be submissive to your masters, slaves. And so she said, don't read me that. And I remember thinking, wow, this was at the beginning of seminary. I remember thinking, can you do that? Can you jettison the parts you don't like? Absolutely you can. Because the hurting part was a misuse in the first place. Mm. So you let that go. And if you don't understand Say that something... Part again. again, the part that was used to hurt you... Was a was misuse a, a in the first of place. and an abuse and misuse of Scripture. Yeah, right. They, right. the white slave owners should never have used Paul's words, which were in a different context, different context, yeah. to abuse slaves, but they did. So if something hurts you, set it aside and just say, okay, I'll come back to that. Mm. And as you grow and as you mature and as you learn... Then something, you'll notice something on the shelf that was a previous question and say, oh, I get this now. This makes total sense Mm -hmm. now. Like when we started this journey, Rob, I don't know if you remember, but for me, it was, there were questions. So I thought, oh my gosh, if somebody had said, here's where you are right now, but you're going to end up in this place down the road, which is where we are now, I'd have said, no, no, I don't. I don't think I can take that journey. <laughs> but because it came incrementally, mm, yeah. it made sense. Now, you, the other side of that can be, well, that's a slippery slope. No, it's no. it's a slippery slope toward the all-inclusive, radical inclusion and love that Jesus talked about, which much of the church has still not gotten on that slope right. and found that love. And that is what is at the end of the journey. And it's interesting that that seemed so scary when we didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah. That's how twisted this has become yes. in the non-affirming church, is that that, like, here, here's the end for you. Radical, lavish, unconditional love and inclusion. It's like, oh, my God, no, 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 no. Right. It's like, right. what? And the you know, religious yeah. leaders today who would respond that way, if they were the religious leaders back in the day, they would have responded to Jesus the same way. I did. And they did, yeah. because they did, which is, you know, no way— no way we're letting that crippled man into our church, our synagogue. No way. All of these things you're saying, Jesus. Yeah. It's really helpful to bear that in mind as you change and grow. Yeah. You know, but don't rush yourself to do it. Let it come at your pace. Right. And I will tell you that our faith, our spirituality, our understanding of God, everything is much bigger and richer and deeper than it ever was before. Yes. So, yes. so as you deconstruct your faith. We are more faith, like Christ now than when we mm-hmm. talked about them all the time. So as you deconstruct your faith, yes, you keep things that suit you and you let go of things, not that, not a personal preference, as I'm talking about here. You keep things that your spirit affirms and you let go of things that 
you discover are not true and that are, yeah. are, are not based in, in truth and, and that are abusive. And that creates a beautiful thing instead of this thing, this box that we're forced into yeah. and these things that we have to turn our a blind eye towards because we see they're abusive, but we just don't want to deal with that. Yes. Or that doesn't feel right how we treat those people, but we don't want to bring that up. You get to go through all that stuff. Yes. It's, it's beautiful. It starts out scary. I get that, but you've got, but there's so many people and now it's growing and growing and you can trust us. You can trust us. Yes. It's a beautiful journey. You can also trust your heart by here. And that's what, and that leads to the next question that I want to talk about here is that when someone, it's, it's kind of similar. It says, can I still love and follow Jesus and not be a Christian? Well, all the apostles were. By the way. Um, <laughs> of course true. you can. And, and the important part of that question is the love yeah. and follow part. The absolutely yes. irrelevant part of that question is the label. Yes. Especially when so much of the, again, the ultra-religious, political, non-affirming Christian church really has nothing to do with Jesus anymore. It's a clickbait, as we've said before. Yeah. You can you follow your heart. Follow yes. your heart. You can trust your heart in this. Yes. Mother Teresa, we can trust her, said, love God and do what you want. And it's a very similar thing. You can follow your heart because your heart is good. And Jesus, if you know that Jesus is in your heart, if that's your belief, then you don't have anything to be afraid of. Yeah, Jesus is in your heart. I want to address that because that's, that's a little bit of a Christian easy evangelical. Yes. And you know, I guess that's who I'm speaking to is that's the person who would yeah. be asking these questions. I, I would say if you know that the Spirit, that Jesus yes. says the Spirit leads you in all truth and the Spirit of God, as you define them, is universal and is wonderful and is pure and loves you more than you even know, can even define. Yes. That Spirit talks with you and leads you and speaks to you in in the still small voice and in whispers and in promptings and in, and in loud encouragement, all kinds of ways lead you. And you can trust that. You can trust right. your heart. That's right. You can trust your heart. Yeah. All right. One more question. I want to end this with, because we hear it on a daily basis. Oftentimes it's through our most popular video on our YouTube channel. And you can go to our, our freedhearts.org <laughs> website. <laughs> it's the last time I'll do that. Um, <laughs> Uh, couldn't help it. Hey, and there's a link there to our YouTube channel. Our most popular video on that channel is "Can a Gay Person Go to Heaven?" Yes. And every single day, it gets dozens and dozens and dozens of brand new views and comments. Yes. And that's a question: Is that if I'm gay, can I still go to heaven? Yes. And I tell you what, I, my heart just swells when I read these comments from people. The terror and the fear. And the brokenness that they just want to be okay with God. They want to go to heaven. Of course. Of course. Of course. Can. Of course. And all the stuff about gay that you've been taught was all human made. It was badly interpreted scripture. It was human agenda mixed in. It was phobias pumped into the culture. It was all kinds of things that have nothing to do with God. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When I look at my children, whom I adore with all my heart, there's not a thing they could do that would make me throw them into any kind of, that would make me estranged from them, mm -hmm. but especially would throw them into eternal 
torment. Or deny them blessings. Or deny them the gifts of being my children. And you have done nothing to invite that anyway. So you just climb up in God's chair, in God's lap, and let God just stroke your head and whisper into your ear, you are my treasured child. I love you. And while you're there, look over at God's fridge, because why? Your photo is on God's fridge. That's cool. Absolutely. Mine too. And everyone that passes, God says, (laughs) look, this is my... This is my baby. Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah. And we want you to be at peace and to breathe and to understand that you, God delights in you as you are for who you are. And don't let anybody or anything even put a doubt in your mind about yeah. that. Yes, that's right. You yeah. deserve to know that it serves you well to know that God treasures you and loves you yeah. unconditionally. Yep. Unconditionally. And we love you too. Yeah, you are beloved. Don't forget, if you have questions and topics you'd like us to address, email us podcast at freedhearts.org. We love you. You are beloved. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heystsinner.org. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.